Next on BYU Sports Nation, Nate Austin is back! And hamstring. What kind of improvement will we see in the BYU basketball front court this season? After scoring 18 goals last season, how does Ashley Hatch get better? And what does she think of the USA and the World Cup so far? Plus, the Cougar with the highest finish on the track team joins us in studio. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Wednesday, June 17th, Jerem Jordan alongside the flexing, still flexing, (laughs) six, or seven, which was your jersey number, right? Seven, yeah. Brian Logan. I'm talking talking about Dion Lake from yesterday, yeah. Yeah. He's still flexing. I'm flexing seven, I guess, if his is flexing six. You probably got a little bit on him right now. He's he's still on that yellow bus, fresh off that yellow bus. As yeah, you like to say. yeah. He's he hasn't ha- he doesn't have his grown man muscle yet. Yeah, it takes a, it takes Frank a while. Frank Wintrick will help with that. Oh yeah, definitely. It, I was a late bloomer though. I didn't get my grown man muscle until probably 19 years old. You know, so I you know it, it was first year of JC. First year of junior. Well, no, actually, probably my go, no going into my second year, my sophomore year is mm. really when I started putting on a lot of weight and getting faster and all that stuff. I started getting my little peach fuzz on my face and, you know, chest hairs. I was so excited. I shaved my mustache, by the way. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Oh. I, looked, I looked in the mirror and said, enough. <laughs> I like the that cater- was the decision I like the making. caterpillar look, though, man. <laughs> the, <laughs> the caterpillar? The caterpillar stash. You know what? What? The Golden State Warriors won the NBA, the, the NBA Finals. They won. Ooh. It's over. You're from the Bay Area. How's your hometown? Yeah, um, first and foremost, I just want to establish that Oakland is not my hometown. Uh, <laughs> They're moving I'm, to San Francisco I'm about next year. 20 minutes from Oakland. But with that being said, I'm always happy to root for a Bay Area team, except for the Oakland Raiders. Mm. Anybody else, the Oakland A's. Our producer's going to get at you, man. It's all, it's all right, man. It's ben Bagley is a huge it's Oakland okay. Raiders it's, fan. It's okay. It's just something I cannot, I can't do. I could, I could root for the A's. The Warriors, I mean, Stanford. I could do any anything, right? St. Mary's? Anything with the Bay Area. Uh, but when it comes to the Oakland Raiders, that is a huge no-no uh, with, with me and my family. You just can't do that. And so, yeah, I was rooting for them. Um, you know, I'm not a true fan, but I'm happy for the city of Oakland. Uh, kind of sad, though, at the same time, with, when you look at some of the riots and stuff that was happening. Uh, a lot of my Stay friends, safe, people. A lot of my friends back home, you know, on Twitter – Instagram, we're, we're posting pictures uh, of, you know, just some of the civilians in Oakland jumping on top of buses and whatnot and trying to have parties. I wouldn't say it was a riot. It's more of a, a, a party, I guess, in the streets. Which a is party with weird. fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. not a bonfire. Yes. Sometimes that happens. Yes. So big basketball news there. Other basketball news related to BYU and BYU Sports Nation's headlines today. Nate Austin is back for a fifth season. That's awesome. We thought that this would happen in April. It's about two months later than we thought it would be. He received a medical hardship waiver after back and hamstring issues last season. More on the makeup of the Cougar front court now with him coming up in a couple of minutes. Yeah, congratulations to Nate. Tyler Haas worked out for the Brooklyn Nets yesterday. Tyler has no more scheduled workouts and is now waiting for his name to be called on next Thursday's NBA draft. Tyler told me that's his eighth workout. Eight so, workouts. So we got, he, he got to, I don't know, a third of fourth of the teams. 
Yeah. So eight workouts isn't bad. I think that's decent. Jennifer yeah. Hampson in the WNBA played 20 minutes in her third game. Remember we had been talking about more minutes for Jen yeah, Hampson? They watched the they show. They watched the show, obviously. They, they heard it, it, the message. Here's the only issue. She's, she had three points and four boards. So hmm. kind of the same number she put up in four minutes, but she's played 20. So the minutes improve. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the Sparks you. lost by 15 to Minnesota. Sad. Very sad. Uh, what about the Cougars and the Miners, Jerem? Uh, Jacob Brugman went three for five with a ninth inning double that knocked in two to tie the game for the A's double team in the uh, uh, team, the Midland Rockhounds. Yeah, he's he's with the A's double A. He's got a shot at the majors, maybe. He's batting two seventy one right now. Why Get off all, that a little why bit. Why are all of the the in double A? There's one. The, Matt Carson's in triple A, and then Jeremy Guthrie's in the majors. Okay, so there's a dude in the majors. A, there's a dude. Yeah, there's some guys bringing okay. it, and so are we. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU's loaded front court. Williams. There's Samuels. Blocked by Austin. Off the head of Worthington. Saved by Fisher. What a play by Nate Austin. We just mentioned it. Nate Austin is back for the BYU Cougars. He gets a fifth year officially after tearing his hamstring and having back issues last season. It was right before the Utah game. Right before the tip, he tore his hamstring out for the year, thought he would get back. BYU gets him for another season, which is nice because he's a good defender, an even better rebounder, and he adds to a front court that already has the likes of newcomers in Kyle Davis, a Utah State transfer who sat out last year, and Jamal Ates, who redshirted last year due to injury, who is a UNLV transfer. Hopefully he is healthy in the fall. Throw in the uber-athletic Corbin Kafusi, who is improving a ton, as well as missionaries Jacob Hartsock, who got back yesterday, by the way, from his mission, and Braden Shaw. And now BYU looks like they have a front court, Brian, in hoops that could make a difference this season. Yeah, huge difference. I mean, this is, this is great news uh, for the basketball team. Um, I mean, I mean, when you look at the things that that Nate can do, what he brings to the table, um, as far as just the stats, that's something that BYU missed last year: rebounds, um, just uh, that that big body presence in the paint. But uh, aside from that, I am excited more for the things that uh, fans can't see and that you can't measure. You know, the fact that he is a, a scrapper, a hard worker. He draws charge. Yeah, he gets he, uh, jump ball. Yeah, he die. He dies on the floor. I mean, you know what I mean? He dies in the twenty fifteen people do that? Dies <laughs> dies he's not trying he's not trying he's not a pretty boy. He's not trying to uh you know make sure that he isn't getting scratches on his face. He's down on the floor, you know, scrapping for his team. Every possession matters to this guy. I mean the energy, the electricity that he he's able to bring to the entire team, the leadership, I think that uh, is a lot more valuable to me and what the team gets when by him coming back. He's a really good rebounder, and that's going to be a nice thing for BYU. What, I don't even know if he might not start, but he'd be great off the bench. Either way, Nate Austin coming back is nice because this front court is uh, going to do some damage, I think. I think they're going to be good, and Nate Austin will join us in about eight minutes right here on BYU Sports Nation. Now let's look at both sides of the ball. Offensively, BYU did not have much of a offensive post-play presence scoring the basketball I don't think it affected them uh negatively a ton uh but let's dive into the specifics of that with our stat of the day it's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day in conference play 13 percent of BYU's points per game were from post players 13 percent 
That's never going through the post to wow. feed them the rock. Mom. I mean, that's O boards and putbacks. That's in transition. 13%. 13%. Yeah. It was guard heavy. That's, that's kind of bad, man. <laughs> that's really it's, bad. It's not high. Yet BYU went to the NCAA tournament again. Yeah. So this year, I think that double that that number doubles or triples mm. in terms of post points. I think Kyle Davis is a score in the post. Jamal Ates. I think Corbin Kafusi is going to get a shot offensively, mm. and then you throw in Nate occasionally with jumpers. He didn't shoot a ton last year, but Braden Shaw, Jacob Hartsock. I th- I think you get into the thirty percent thirtieth percentile. You know what, man? I, I'm I I don't know too much if I don't know if it triples. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me if it got to to twenty percent. Um, Only seven percent more. Twenty percent, twenty-five percent. I mean, lower thirties maybe, but I, I don't know about tripling. You said what, thirty-nine, forty percent, something like that. Yeah, I don't I know. Th- it, I think it gets into the thirties. I, I don't know, man. You have a great score in Chase Fisher with with Tyler Hawes being gone. I think you you look to him a little bit more, and then obviously with with Kyle uh, Collinsworth, I think a big change in his game this year is going to be. Uh, is is, is going is is being a jump shooter? I think trying to make it to the next level that's that's the biggest thing he needs to work on. And so I think that uh, uh, that that's that's going to increase there. So I mean I, I like I like Davis uh, uh, increasing that Corbin as well, but I still I still don't think it increases that much, man. Here's the that's reason, just me though. Yeah, here's the reason I think that uh is going to have more than. You know, double or triple that number. BYU is going to change the offense. Terry Nash was on the show May 26th and had this to say. We're going to play differently. I talked about we'll get these threes different ways. We'll get to the line different ways, and we're going to play through the post. Coach Rose loves to play through the post. Uh, We'll still play through our guards. We'll still play four guards at times, but um, we like to play through the post. That's kind of our core of what we like to do, and we'll get back to that a little bit more. We've seen that with Brandon Davies, Trent Playstead, Keena Young. Yep. BYU gets the ball into the post and, and cuts around it. And it can be very effective. It can open up a guy like Chase Fisher from distance and Nick Emery and yeah, Zach yep. Selyus and Jake Toulson. Yep, I was going to say Nick Emery as well. Um, and, and, you know, I just think if you, if you can, can have pure scorers like that, uh, I don't really think that there's a need for the bigs in the paint. Oh, there's, I'm sorry. Oh, there's a need. I'm because sorry. sometimes your I'm jump sorry. shot's off and you need easy buckets at the rim. Plus, BYU has more. Last you, year, BYU threw in freshman and sophomore. Hey, Corbin Kafusi, we picked you up in pickup ball. Help us out, bro. This year, it's senior Nate Austin, junior Kyle Davis, a talented Jamal and when, I say, and when I say need. It's different. And when I say need, I get your point. And I, when I say need, I don't mean... I don't mean there is absolutely no need for a big. That's that's just not that just doesn't make any sense. Um, but if you can have those scores, uh, like I think you know BYU will have, I don't think there's a need to say okay. My first, my fr- the, the first thing I'm, I'm thinking about is you know putting the ball on the, in, into the paint. That's, know, for, that's for the, what for Terry Nash told big, us though. For the big guys, we will run through the post. That doesn't necessarily mean he's going to attack in that moment. It's at least spacing on the court so that Chase Fisher has a little more room. Yeah, to operate, Kyle Collins. The greatest strength of this team is Kyle Collinsworth off the dribble. But if so you talking, have to manage but, but, that but, as well. But, but yeah, so but you made my point. Talking talking about scoring, right? 
You'll look, run look through at, the post. You can, yeah, you can run the offense through the post, but as far as where am, was, gonna, where am I going to get my, my buckets? Yes. Right? Where am I going to – where am I going to – where, yes. uh, where is that going to happen? And that's what and I'm I, – And I think it's going to happen in the perimeter still. It, it will. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think it increases. Even if the, even if the percent of, of points per game goes to the post to 40, it's still 60 from the perimeter. I, it's still going to be that way. But see, I, I, I think that the, the, the increase, the 20%, the 30%, I think that comes from offensive boards, you know, easy Putbacks. I don't. I can't really see right now envisioning, uh, you know, a, a, a post player getting the ball, making a, a couple of different moves. Boom, boom, bam, bam, boom, dunk, or whatever the case is. Right. I just can't see that happening. That, with that, that will with happen that. more though this year. You have guys mm-hmm. that can do that. What were, who were you going to do it with last year? Isaac Nobody. Nielsen, Luke Worthington, Ryan Andrews. There Nobody. was. You would rather have Tyler Haas take a shot, a contested shot, than throw into those guys in the post. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. This next year, you mm-hmm. have proven scores in Kyle Davis. They hope Jamal Ates in practice has been fantastic. That Corbin Kafusi improves. I still, Why I, wouldn't you throw still, it into those guys? I still even think uh, somebody like a Kyle Davis. You know, be. I, I think he could play in the perimeter as well. More of this. He's not a stretch point stretch shooter. Four. No, he's not a stretch four. No, he's a he's post not, player. He, he's not a stretch four. No, you, you wouldn't see him player. as more of a stretch four type of guy. No, you don't think that he can play. He took one that? three at Utah State his sophomore year. He's a post player. He gets the ball with his back to but the basket to or within fifteen. So a stretch four shoots threes. So you have to. So you have to shoot a three-pointer, though? You, I mean, if you're you a stretch four, you, you have the ability to shoot threes and decently well. So you don't, That's the stretch part of it. Okay, so you have to go all the way to uh, uh, the perimeter. Yes. You, you have to go any, for a stretch four? Yeah, any, any power forward should be able to shoot a 15-foot jumper. Uh, yeah. now, now, fives, you don't need to have that in your game, per se, to be a five. Like you, Kyle Davis is not a stretch four. He's a, he's a true four. He's a back-to-the-basket scorer. A, a mid-range jump shooter in it. He's not a three-point shooter. He he thinks he can stretch out to that. But BYU will play. He, he thinks he can? Yeah, he was on the show and told us that. Why would he say, no, nah, I'm not a three-point shooter? I mean, come on, man. Corbin Kafusi might. I don't know. <laughs> We're talking on offense. I think the biggest difference, Brian, will be on defense. Because yeah. last year, BYU had a couple of games, big games, that cost them. At Pepperdine, they lose a game that nearly cost them the NCAA tournament. If they don't yeah. win at Gonzaga, that game that is one of several games I heard. Yeah. And then... You play Ole Miss, you go up 15 or 16, you lose that game. Yep. Defensively, BYU is 21-1 and one when they out-rebounded opponents. That's a, that's a, Better front court equals more wins. It's an it's a interesting stat when you look at the, the rebounding. And that was, that, was, that was key, man. I mean, when you, when you look at the amount of opportunities a lot of the, the, the teams had last year, offensively, not being able to uh, score the first or second time, but having th- sometimes even three, four chances to put the ball back in the hoop. Um, you know, really killed BYU, and yeah, you know, I, I think it does a lot more for uh, the mentality of a player to just to, to say, "Man, I'm, I'm working hard, I'm grinding, but I just can't get a board." Man, there's really no, there's no, cho- there's no chance here, and so I think that you just have that extra confidence, knowing that hey, I got my big guy and Nate, or I have my big guy and Corbin that's able to go up and get the ball, uh, either that's offensively give us another chance. Or you know, on the defensive side, uh, to where we can we can run our offense and get down to the court uh, faster than our opponents. So uh, you know, I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to to you know having more depth. A guy like Nate, your bigs is the rebounding. BYU is an elite offense. If they're a little better defensively, they'll be a lot better as a team. Those are the words of Mark Pope in terms of their defense. 
last year on this show. Our Twitter question is this. We want to know what you think. What will be the biggest difference in the BYU Hoops front court this season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Corbin underscore Emmerich, Kafusi's experience and Kyle Davis will average 15 and 10. Dude is a beast. 15 and 10. I, Kafusi's going to be a, I think Kafusi's the starting five and Davis is the starting four and Nate comes off the bench. Speaking of, coming up, Nate Austin tells us how he got a fifth year of hoops at BYU+. Plus. How many more goals can Ashley Hatch score this season? And what does she think of the U.S., their performance in the World Cup? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. The simulcasting on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join us using the hashtag BYUSN. One week from today, Brian, BYU Football Media Day on BYU TV and BYU Radio. It is the earliest media day of anyone in the entire world for college football. All eyes on Brigham. All eyes on Brigham. That's how we like it. One week away. Among the programming, four decades of dominance. This is live at 4 Eastern time next week. Some of the guests include the following. Glenn Kozlowski, Ty Detmer, Derwin Gray, Omar Morgan, Chris Hoke, and so on and so forth. That's pretty good, and that's just the beginning. And that's just the beginning. The Heisman Trophy winner will be in the house. So check that out one week from today for Eastern Time, four decades of dominance. Today's Twitter question, what will be the biggest difference in BYU Hoops front court this season at the Josh Landon? That's good that he put the in front of that. He owns it. The Josh Landon. A heightened defensive mentality that will better stop aggressive post play and bring down the boards. I feel strongly about that as well. I think... A little bit better defense will mean a lot for BYU in the win column. Yep. Yes, I agree. Thank you for I that agree. analysis. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a defensive guy, man. Defense <laughs> wins like, championships. I don't know how many times I got to say it to you, Jared. We BYU has an elite offense, a little bit better defense. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. And speaking of a guy who will influence that greatly, he just got his uh, medical hardship waiver. Nate Austin is back in studio. Congratulations on getting the medical redshirt, Nate. Thank you. What are you up to right now? Now, now that you have this medical redshirt and things are official, well, I'm in school right now. I got finals week this week, Ooh. so working, studying hard, working hard in there, um, you know, working hard in the gym, working hard in the in the weight room, and I'm just trying to get you know get better and get stronger. Well, are you going to graduate after this semester, this last semester, or are you haven't? No, I, I, uh, no, I, I have one more uh, class for my major in, in the okay. fall, and they'll get a minor as well. Okay. Nice, so. nice. What's your major? What's your minor? Uh, studying advertising uh, with, with a minor in business. Awesome. Nice. So we just assume that all of a sudden you're magically healthy after, you know, the season, but how is your health? It's not, not magically healthy, but I am, I am healthy. I do feel good. You know, I was back playing with the guys back. You know, my, my hamstring feels good. My back feels good. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I feel really good. I feel really healthy. Are these yeah. things that could linger in the next season that you have to be cautious about? They're things I think I have to, you know, I have to manage, you know, f- you know, from now until, you know, the end of next season, but, um, you know, I think it's a, I think it, I think there are things if I if I do manage there are things that you know, won't be a big issue. So how are you managing them? I know I had uh, some hamstring issues when I played ball, and I had to take a lot of yoga classes, a lot of stretch classes. Are you are you guys doing anything like that with the training staff? Uh, we we are doing a, a team yoga class every every week. Okay. Um, I'm doing. I mean, obviously, I, I tore my hamstring stretching, so I'm, I am doing stretches, yeah. but I'm still a little hesitant <laughs> with, with certain ones. Yeah. Um, but still, yeah, I'm you know I'm, I'm staying on the stretches. I'm you know I'm trying I'm trying to strengthen the you know, the muscles around the hamstring as well as strengthening the hamstring. 
core, a lot of core work. A lot of core, right? yeah, a lot of core, a lot of, a lot of glute work. You know, kind, of, you know, kind of take the pressure off the. That's always good for athletes, though, right? Because I mean, core is the is one of the worst workouts to do because it it just sucks. It's hard, but then. <laughs> You're kind of forced to do it, and it works out for the ladies, man. You get your eight-pack. You get That's your right. six-pack going. You get those beach body muscles. That's right. Then you go to seven peaks, and you're good to go, man. <laughs> Nate Austin is on BYU Sports Nation, fresh off of receiving the news. Uh, announced at least yesterday uh, that he received a medical redshirt, so he is going to play this season for BYU. He's been with the Cougars for uh, 14 seasons now. Nate, uh, <laughs> me, Craig, and, and Skylar Halford. Right? <laughs> Forever, man. Skylar only played two. What are you talking about? Yeah, Craig yeah, played three. But did you ever get nervous that you wouldn't get it? No, I, I think me and the coaches expected all along that I would get it, just because of the certain criteria that you know the, that the conference, or I guess that you know that the, the NCA has yeah. uh, for for red shirts. And so I, I mean, I, I met all the criteria, so I wasn't really nervous. It just, I mean, the process took a you know a lot longer than than any was expected. It just kind of you know, went on on and on. And I mean, I. I wasn't nervous, but I mean, I just, I mean, it's nice to have. I mean, basically, they were having. I mean, the conference had my my future, you know, you know, over my head forever. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just waiting for you know. I mean, waiting to hear, but it's nice to have it, you know, done with and moving on. Yeah. So, how take us through that process? Um, what do you have to do? Paperwork. You know, who do you have to lean on in order to get that going? And then, uh, how does the final decision uh, work out? So we, I. Um, I worked a lot through Chad William of the compliance office. Um, he kind of helped me, you know, know exactly what paperwork I needed to, you know, do. Um, he also worked a lot with um, with Rob Ramos, our trainer, and then um, several, you know, several team doctors, and as well as an outside doctor that I, that I saw as well. Um, and so, and so with, with our paperwork, we, you know, we just had to you know, make sure all the, all the dates matched up, all the all the you know, make, make sure all the doctor's notes were accurate and everything, and because um, you know, basically, you know, bring all the things that they had, you know, and kind of, and kind of uh, compile it into one. To make sure you're not lying, right? Exactly, and, and make sure all the all the you because know, the, you know, the doctor had written notes up, you know, you know, prior to the you know, you know prior to the submission process, and so we, mm-hmm. so we had to you know, compile it all, make sure we, you know, we had it all, and then um, and we submitted it to the conference April 10th, um, and then. With this conference, it, this conference is, di- is different than most conferences. Most conferences just kind of you know submit it to like a your, the, I guess the, like the conference compliance office, and then and then and then and then they look over it, and then you know they, it looks good. This conference, you know, every team has to okay. Every every team's compliance office has to okay. And so, really? So I mean, specific has to be yes. Man. We care about Nate Austin's medical red shirt. Yeah. So <laughs> every team, every team has to go over every every red shirt. You know, every you know you know, yeah. Um, every medical red shirt. You know. You know, waiver or whatever, um, and that's okay. And so it's a it's a pretty lengthy <laughs> what if process. They say no. If they say no, then it goes like a like a little higher up, um, I guess, compliance office in the in the yeah. conference. And then if they if they say no, then it goes to the NCA. What in the world? Yeah. Wow. That's odd. So uh, we've been talking a lot about uh, the biggest difference in BYU hoops front court this season. That's our Twitter question today. With you, Kyle Davis, Jamar Lates. Hopefully, he's healthy this fall as well. Braden Shaw, Jacob Hartsock, uh, Corbin Kafusi. We think this is an improved group because there's more experience. Uh, last year, talent there, but Ryan Andrus, Luke Worthington, Corbin, the freshman or sophomores being thrown in, hey, at Gonzaga, go ahead and take down Karnowski and Simonis, which happened and was amazing. What kind of difference do you think this year with this experience and talent there will be in the front court? Yeah, I think I think our front court is going to be really good. I think I think Cougar fans are going to love Kyle Davis. He's a a very just a very simple post game, but it's very effective. You know, he's you know he, he'll give guys you know one or two you know shoulder bumps, then you know a quick hook. I mean, he's a it's very simple, but it's very effective. 
you know, Corbin's really improved. I mean, I mean, obviously Corbin improved a ton from you know from last year, and I think he's improved you know even more from you know this summer. It's 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 amazing, you know, the, just the strides he's making and, the, and just the the work he's putting in. Um, Jamal's getting healthy, and, and Jamal. I mean, obviously before, I mean, Jamal hasn't played for about a year, um, but you know, but before that he was playing. He was playing great. He's a you know a good shooter. You know, you know, he could handle the ball. You know, he's, he's kind of like a like a like a, like a bigger, stronger Keena Young type player. A bigger, stronger Keena Young. Yeah, wow. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, Keena obviously had great footwork and great yeah. great moves, and, and and Jamal can really you know, you know can polish up on those things. But he's a I mean, he's the same type of player. Kind of stretch the floor a little bit. He can you know good in the post, great rebounder. Uh, I'm not sure about you know. I mean, I'm sure Jacob's just like Noah. Um, that baseline jump, that, that baseline <laughs> jumper, exactly. Uh, Brayden Shaw, I, I, you know, I played him a little bit before his mission, but you know, obviously, you know, he'll be you know a, a great addition to us. But I think overall, yeah, our experience is you know is key, and I think I think you know all of us add you know something a little bit different to the team. You know, um, you know, you know, Corbin's you know is big and athletic. You know, I you know, I bring a lot of experience. You know, I've you know I've started you know a few games, but you know I I know how the you know, Leadership. I, you got yeah, leadership. I got leadership. I, I, I know how you know how Coach Rose wants our team yeah. to play and things like that. You know, Kyle Davis adds. You know, I think a sense of toughness to the team. You know. Stretch four, shoot threes, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You know, Kyle can definitely knock down a 15, you know, fifteen footer. He can, you know, can, he can knock down a three pointer. Would you call him a stretch four? Yeah, he's a stretch four. Okay, he's a stretch four with All a right. great inside I, game. Nate, Nate, I thanks, win. Nate, I win. Nate, thanks I for win. coming on the show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just, High five. We're not done yet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, last year, I think that Kyle Collinsworth stepped up his rebounding game partially because you weren't there. And he got a bunch of triple-doubles, and it was awesome. Do you think he gets a triple-double next year with the front court that BYU has? I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to get as many rebounds. I'm he not, needs to. I'm not going to you know, doubt Kyle. Kyle's a, you know, a heck of a player, and he, and he does so much for, you know, for the team on, the, you know, on and off the court. He's a you know, great leader off the court. He's a great leader on the court. And, 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 you know, and he does so, so many little things that, you know, that you know, Cougar fans don't, you know, don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's just a great player. So I'm not going to doubt against Kyle. I, I bet you Kyle gets at least one. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, I, one's in there, but to have like five or six. I, say, I mean, it's going to be tough. I don't think so. I mean, I mean, Corbin's a good rebounder. You know, Kyle's a good rebounder. You know, I can rebound. You know, Jamal can rebound. You know, I think you know Zach Selyus. You know, he's a you know a six eight you know guard who can you know, who can go in and get rebounds. And you know, I think you know Nick likes to go get boards. You know, Jake can get boards. I mean, I think we, I think our, you know the group of guys we have you know, like to go in and, and rebound. So I think it'll be it'll be a little tougher for Kyle to you know go and get him. And I think that will actually be nice for the team and it will benefit the team because I think Kyle can use his energy in other spots as opposed to crashing. Because a lot of times he was the four defensively, right. even if he was at the top of the key. Right. No, I mean, I mean I'm sure Kyle will still get a lot of boards just because he's, you know, he's. I mean, the, the matchup, you know, issues he, he causes for the other teams is, it's, it's, it's awesome for us. But um, so I mean, I mean, you know, you know, matching up with a point guard, it's, you know, it's, it's a little easier for him to get, you know, get a rebound or two. Um, so I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, Kyle will still get, you know, a triple double or, or, or two, but, um, you know, five or six is is probably a little tougher. Let's yeah. let's finish with this. Uh, in one sentence, describe your reaction to Matthew Dellavedova's success in the NBA Finals at the beginning of the finals. Um, I'm happy for it. I mean, I, you what know, after playing against him for you know for two or three years, <laughs> I, you know, I, I I learned to respect him, and you know he's he's a great player. It's it's good to see you know someone from our conference you know, who who worked hard in the conference you know go and perform on you know on the big stage. So respect. Look at you taking respect. the high road, man. That's that's really that's nice. Respect. I was I was watching, going, man, come on. <laughs> I was actually cheering for the Cavs. You know, I, I went into the finals, you know, cheering yeah. for the Warriors, and then all the all the all the Le, all the LeBron hate and everything. It's like, man, I'm I'm cheering for LeBron, yeah. man. I want I, him to. Yeah. Get, Every, I think I everyone's cheering for LeBron to some degree, right? Yeah. So. I'm from I'm from the Bay, so you know. 
Warriors. Warriors. From the Bay Warriors all the so way. So a bandwagon warrior fan here. Uh, <laughs> you no, know, I'm not. A, I, I wouldn't really say I'm a bandwagon fan because I'm, I'm I'm a true Lakers fan. But he's been pulling the handcart for a while. Gotta, oh. When you got when you got to pick somebody and. It makes sense to do it from somebody that's from your hometown, you know. Yeah, it makes it just, sense. Just makes sense. Nate, congrats. Thank you. And Kyle Davis, not a stretch four. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Thank you. You know, you know better than I do. Here's a stretch four. Then you win, Brian. Coming up, actually, I always win. What? No. You wanted BYU to go to the NIT more than losing the first no, time of the NCAA tournament. Come Don't on. Don't say that while Nate's here. Always NCAA tournament. tournament. Come on. Always. Come on. Nate, not while Nate's in the room. Coming up, Ashley Hatch weighs in on the World Cup and BYU season opener under two months away. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jeremy Jordan, Brian Logan, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Don't forget you can download the show podcast on iTunes. It's free. Or stream it on BYUSportsNation.com. One week from today is Football Media Day, Brian Logan. You can watch web chats with Lauren Franken with coaches, current and former players on BYUtv.org. Write this down at 10, 2, and 5. 10, 2, and 5 Eastern Time. 10, 2, 5. Next Wednesday. 10, 2, 5. Okay. Got it. It kind of kicks off football season to a degree. Next it d- Wednesday. It d- it d- I mean, it's it d- early, but it, it does. Yeah, it's early, but um, I, would say, mm, I would say camp kind of does. You know, the actual camp, playing. I mean, that, yeah, that camp, the specific actually, official build. This is this is like a tease. Like it's you true. Yeah, it's kind of like you know, it's an appetizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an appetizer. It's an appetizer. Yeah, yeah. before you get to the the main the main dish. And, yeah. and the the you're staring at the entree during camp, but you can't eat it, and then you eat it on September fifth. Yeah, yeah. That's maybe maybe you have the waiter like or you know there like pairing the plate. Yeah, you know, we'll just sit here and make uh, analogies for uh, putting the napkin in your <laughs> it's like putting your napkin in your in your shirt. You yeah, know? people used to do that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I still do. Let's refresh today's. That's great for you. Today's BYU Sports Station headlines: Nate Austin just joined us. He's back for a fifth season on the men's basketball team after getting a medical red shirt. He told us that uh, Kyle Davis is a stretch four. Uh, yes, and he was uh, right about that. Tyler okay. Haas worked out for the Brooklyn Nets yesterday. Uh, he has no more scheduled workouts and is just waiting uh, to hear his name called next Thursday. Eighth workout for Tyler with the Nets. Uh, Jennifer Hampson played 20 minutes in her third game with the Sparks, had three points, four boards, and a 15-point loss to Minnesota. Yep. Uh, good minutes, but uh, a little bit more production, I guess. Uh, Jacob Brugman uh, went three for five uh, with a ninth-inning double that knocked in two to tie the game for the A's double team, the Midland Rockhounds. That's production. And someone who that produced is. for BYU Women's Soccer last year is Ashley Hatch, who's in studio with us. Again, Ashley, how's it going? It's going good. How are you guys? Great. I'm good. Uh, just having fun watching uh, the Women's World Cup. We'll get to that in a moment. I noticed yes. you're wearing some uh, Team USA swag since you yeah. trained – with the U23 team, you probably have yes. some good swag. Yeah, I do. Got to represent. <laughs> so what are, what are you up to right now during summer prior to the season, about two months away? Um, just workouts with the team and doing soccer camps, coaching the little ones, fun stuff like that. <laughs> What's coaching little uh, little kids like versus playing, that transition? Um, I don't know. It's really fun. It's, it's, it's actually pretty hard, you know, to kind of keep them in line and, like, have fun, but actually teach them something at the same time, so... It's kind of hard to keep the balance, but it's fun. <laughs> is, is it is it frustrating as a coach teaching younger kids um, how to play the game when you just know, have so much knowledge at a high <laughs> level, right? You, you have yeah. to almost go down to their level. How difficult is that? Um, 
It's pretty hard just because, like, you want them to know everything you know, but, you know, you can't just give it to all of them, give it all at once to them. So you got to take baby steps. So it's hard because you want them to be great. So you just have to have patience. Do you ever get (laughs) mad? Like, oh, what are you doing? (laughs) No, I think I'm pretty patient, but sometimes inside I'm like, oh, come on. (laughs) You should teach Jerem some patience. (laughs) (laughs) You should have seen the first segment. Yeah. (laughs) Stretch four, what? Yeah, we had an argument. It happens. Uh, it's a sports talk show. The U.S. The U.S. Uh, women are in the Women's World Cup right now. It's been really fun to watch. Got a, a 1-0 win against Nigeria. They advanced. They won the group yesterday. How much are you paying attention to the Women's World Cup right now? I'm, I'm paying attention a lot. You know, it's really fun to watch our team play and the women's game, like, progress. So it's fun. What's the best part about watching Team USA right now? Um, I don't know. Just... Seeing the women's game progress, I guess, and just kind of watching how they play and their style and, like, kind of comparing it to how we play and just, like, seeing what we could do better to kind of be like them because they're obviously the best, so. Who's your favorite women's soccer player? Um, Alex Morgan. Alex Morgan? <laughs> yeah. Just, what, what do you like about her so much? Um, I don't know. She just plays my position. She scores goals. That's what I like to do. I want to be like her, so... That's probably why she's my favorite. <laughs> she's Brian's favorite as well, yeah, 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 she's for obvious favorite. reasons. Um, <laughs> when when you look at uh, the the women's game, we've noticed something that's been awesome. They don't flop a lot in the men's game. There is a ton of flopping, and it is annoying. I've yeah. enjoyed I've enjoyed watching it. Why why isn't why is there less flopping in the women's game? Um, I like to think it's because they're a little tougher. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't <Nice>. know. <laughs> yep, I. Don't know why, but <laughs> is that something as a goal scorer? And you scored eighteen last year. Do you need to have an element of that to try and draw set pieces um, and or PKs? Yeah, I feel like within it's the moral realm of sports. Yeah, I think it's definitely a good quality to have, just because to know when you take your hits and when to get up and go. So I think you have to have that balance, and you know, don't be like cheesy with it, like oh ref, but kind of like if you do get hit, you know, take advantage of that opportunity to like help your team advance and maybe opportunity to score. So have you ever practiced that? Uh, no, I don't think I've like specifically practiced it. Yeah. If just... you had, don't tell us. <laughs> yeah. Nope, never done it. We do it every day. Yeah, don't do it. Ashley Hatch is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, the the whole turf versus grass debate um, with the Women's World Cup. I'm not a fan of them playing on turf. I know it's injury prone. I know yeah. the ball runs faster. What's your opinion on that? Uh, I'd have to agree with you. I hate playing on turf. I really feel bad for them because every fall just so much harder and like it is really it's really bad on your knees. Your it joints. burns. Yeah, it's just not fun. So <laughs> I think it changes the way you play the game too because yeah. the ball's going to move a little quicker, yeah. which might favor a fast-paced team. But you you launch it down the sideline, you might have a goal kick where you would have on grass gotten the ball, right? Yeah, definitely. It changes the game a lot. Would you ever blame, like, a loss or a bad play on the turf? Um, No, because, I mean, the other team's playing on the same pitch that you're playing on, so you can't really. I mean, it's easy to sometimes, like, oh, we weren't used to it. We haven't practiced on it, but Mm. I don't know. That's a veteran move. She's a junior. She's Ashley Hatch. She's on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, When you look at the United States team, are they going to win the whole thing? We haven't won it since 99. I know. Uh, I definitely think we can do it. You know, it's not going to be easy, but, you know, if we all, if they are together and play how they know how to play, they can definitely pull it off. So I'm cheering for them. <laughs> Ashley, when you look at the season that you had, uh, 18 goals last year, how do, you, how do you get better moving into this year? 
Um, just practice, you know, uh, make those little details, work on the little details, um, work better with my team, you know, just connecting well, getting to know each other a lot better is what will help me score, other girls score. So just working together is and that, harder. Is that chemistry, mm-hmm. working together? So your, yeah. your, your sister is going to be playing with yeah. you. Uh-huh. How excited are you when it comes to playing with, with little sis? I'm, I'm so stoked. I'm really excited. It's been two years since I've played with her, and uh-huh. I've played with her all growing up. So it'll be fun to have her back again. Her name's Brianna, and she's actually in studio hanging out with us, so uh, <laughs> let's ask an awkward question since she's here. Uh, yeah. Who's the better soccer player? Oh, I hate that question. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you're, you're under honor code. You can't lie. That's you true. true. <laughs> you want to take a test here? Um, I don't know. I feel, I feel like we both have different strengths, so I guess you'll just have to wait and see. Okay. She's going to be a <laughs> freshman this fall. What, yeah. does she, what does she do better than you? Mm. Another uh, awkward question. Um... I say she's really good at holding the ball under pressure. She's really strong on the ball. That's something I could work on. So I think she's really good at that. And she has really good vision, so she can find people just on the spot. Do you guys teach each other how to play the game and and how to increase skills? Or do you just take the big sis role and say, hey, you know, back up. I got this. This is how it's run. This is how it's done. (laughs) This is how we do it at Brigham. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wish. No, she's definitely – she teaches me a lot. You know, I wouldn't be the player I am today if it wasn't for her. So – we definitely help each other out. Is that sufficient? <laughs> Brianna, was that a good answer? That was too, too, too good. good. Too, wow. good. Too, too good. I would like to have the same interview with, with, Brianna, with Brianna outside yeah. the room to yeah. see what, what, what answers we get. Yeah, Brianna, Brianna and Ashley Hatch, uh, forwards uh, on the BYUM soccer team. Uh, August 11th, so we're, we're under two months away from the blue and white scrimmage. Yeah, How excited are you getting right now? I'm really excited. Can't wait. <laughs> What's the game on the schedule in this loaded schedule that maybe sticks out that you're a little more excited about than another. Um, I'm really excited to get back at Colorado for sure. That's Colorado. Yeah, that's a big one. Why? Why? Why Colorado? Because um, they got us out in the first round, and they two years in a row they've gotten us out of the tournament. So mm. I'm really excited for that one. August 28th in Provo. Yes. It's gonna either. be. A, it's gonna be a good one. <laughs> that that's mark, gonna be the is second that home on game your, on your calendar. Yes. Circles. <laughs> Yes. On your digital calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I just found out about that the other day, actually. A digital calendar? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's chat about that during the break. (laughs) Ashley, congratulations on a fantastic season last uh, season. Good luck with the campers. Thank you. (laughs) We know that's a challenge. Ashley Hatch from the women's soccer team. Our Twitter question today, what will be the biggest difference in BYU Hoops front court this season at one bald uh, Chiro Doc? (laughs) What? Yeah, I don't know. Is that... There will be one. Downside, KC3D won't be needed for rebounds. Could affect his triple-double stats. That's what we were talking about with Nate. He still thinks he can get a triple-double. Maybe not five or six. Coming up, he took third in the 10,000 meters last week at NCAA Nationals. Jason Witt joins us in studio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We've been mentioning this the past week or two. We have a BYU Sports Nation Twitter contest underway. Get the latest BYU Sports Nation swag, including an exclusive T-shirt with hashtag Elite on it. We'll hook up Brian Logan up with one of these, maybe. Yes. As well as a football blue goggles and show-worn wristband from Brian Logan and so on. There are two rules. You didn't know this. There are two (laughs) rules. Follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show us how you are an elite BYU Sports Nation member. Check this out. At Krista Shimizu. 
Shimizu. Hopefully, I'm not saying that correctly. But they said, my family's so elite that we traveled from Missouri to China just to prove it. Wow. Hashtag Terracotta Warriors. They've got a flag there in China of the stretch Y. That is elite. That that's is. pretty that's stinking pretty, good. That's pretty, yeah, that's up there. That's a, that is definitely up there. I that's the, fantastic. I, I put them in top five. That's top, top five. Top five. Brian top Logan's five. power rank Twitter elite ranking. So I got the quilt right now, <laughs> and I got the the China. There have been some really good ones. Yeah. Mm. There have been some really good ones. And this, our next guest was really good at NCAA Nationals. His name's Jason Witt. Took third place in the ten thousand meters. I believe that was the highest finish of any. Uh, track and field athlete from BYU at Nationals. Jason, congratulations and welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Uh, thanks, guys. Was that the highest of anybody? Finish? Uh, I'm pretty sure, at least for this year, it was. Yeah, okay. What, nice. what was your goal going into Nationals? Um, well, my goal was to be at least top three and hopefully be competitive for you know first or second place as well. Okay, so, so, so how, how uh, far ahead was first and second and was third okay with you since that was the goal? Um, yeah, I was pleased with how the race played out. Um, I ended up being about four or five seconds off of the front two guys, but they didn't break away from me until the last 400. So mm-hmm. I, I was pleased with uh, how the race played out. Okay. In, in Eugene, it seems like, uh, and we talked to Angene Monteverde uh, yesterday, it seems like that is uh, obviously the mecca for track. But what's, what's that experience like going there and being a part of Nationals, especially when you're there on, I believe, day one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. You know, they really have a historic location. The the fans are fantastic, and um, no, it's just a, it's just always a pleasure to get the opportunity to run in Eugene. So, uh, question for you: um, with with this great finish, finishing in third place, was it the rice that your wife made you, <laughs> or was it the BYU Sports Nation karma that helped get you that third place win? It's definitely a combination of the two. Uh, <laughs> good answer. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> now, you, I wasn't here the last time you were in, but I guess your your wife's from. She's from it? Kenya. Kenya. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so she prepared some elite dishes for you to prepare you for uh, taking third place. I, I assume. Uh, oh, she did. She did a fantastic job of making sure that my nutrition was up to the Kenyan standards of distance running, and so. Um, yeah, she's done a, done a great job of preparing Kenyan dishes for me consistently over the last several months, or actually, you know, last several years. So, so what's what's a Kenyan dish? Um, so I mentioned uh, that their staple food is it's called ugali, which is you know made with um, here we use white cornmeal uh, to make it, and so she you know it's kind of a I don't know kind of like mashed potatoes like consistency, mm-hmm. and uh, you eat it with a you know, a stew usually and, you know, with beef or whatever meat that you want to have on the side with it. So now is that, is that the actual dish that prepares you for the running or is that just, just a, a common dish that she makes? Just a common dish oh, okay. that she makes. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. Can, can you avoid any uh, uh, jokes or banter related to marrying a Kenyan as a distance runner? That's like <laughs> the perfect thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Everyone's, uh, you know, waiting to see what the next generation brings. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Obligated runner. Jason Witt is on BYU Sports Nation. He took third at NCAA Nationals in 10,000 meters last week. Fantastic finish uh, for the BYU track team. Uh, what was it like going out on top that way? You're in your final race, you, take th- you place third nationally. No, it it feels really good. You know, being a fifth-year senior, you always want to have your last season be your best one. Mm-hmm. And so 
it really is is awesome. You know, Coach Eyestone did a fantastic job getting me prepared so that I could, um, you know, bring my best at the end. So, yeah, it's it's really nice going out on top. So, Jason, what are your plans next for you? Well, next week I'm actually going to be back in Eugene at okay. the, the USA Championships, and I'll be running the 10K there. And so that hopefully can kickstart a professional career in, okay. in running. Nice. Adam Law, former BYU baseball player uh, from Provo High, playing in the minor leagues right now, just tweeted in. He said, Zimbabwe, Her- I, I don't know how to say it. What's your, what was the yeah. mission? Yeah, Zimbabwe Harari mission. Harari mission represent. Were you there at the same time with Adam? We were, yeah. We were actually in the same group together in the MTC and spent the whole two years together there. Awesome. Nice. Zimbabwe and then you marry a Kenyan. So you have, you have strong ties to Africa. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, how much do you run a day in a, in a week? Uh, so we talked about this last time. Actually, yeah. uh, I was gone, so this is new to me. No, it, it, <laughs> it's usually a high training week is usually around 90 miles. Um, if we're racing that week then it'll be a little less. But that comes out to usually be around 12 to 15 miles a day on average. Is yeah. it easy for you to do this? Do you, you like it? I do enjoy it, yeah. There's certainly uh, aspects of it that are really difficult, but um, the majority of the time, or the majority of the mileage is at an easier pace that isn't, you know, as tough. But there are several times a week where, you know, I really have to push myself and it gets really hard. Uh, are you obligated in the summer to run with your shirt off around Provo? Because that's the crew I see <laughs> running around campus. Like five or six dudes with their shirts off. There they go! <laughs> yeah, yesterday it got up into like the 90s. It was so hot. it was, uh, yeah, it's really hot. But um, So you have to lose a shirt? Uh, it's more comfortable that way, yeah. <laughs> Is that like an honor code violation? Do you like have somebody like <laughs> looking over your back and looking over to the left, looking over to the right? Oh, security, put your shirts back on. Ice Stone keeps the shirt on now, though, right? <laughs> Uh, for the most for most of the time he does. Most of the time, wow. You, you okay. Know, there was a, there was actually a, a story recently. Uh, I think this may have happened a couple of years ago, where Coach Isom got a call from uh, a landlord of someone that was complaining about you know there being runners that uh, were running shirtless at a an odd time of the day, and Coach Isom was like, "I don't think that was my runners," and and they're like, "Oh, it, it sure was." You know, who else would be running around shirtless? He's like. There's a way that you can tell if it's uh, my distance boys. If you can't see every single rib on on these guys <laughs> running shirtless, it's not it's not my distance crew. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's the way that you can know if it's the BYU distance guys nice. running out there. That's awesome. Well, good luck at uh, in Eugene next week with the USA Trials. You said uh, the U.S. Championships. Yeah. U.S. Championships. That's yeah. right. Okay. Good luck. We'll pay attention to that. Hey, thank you, Jason Witt on BYU Sports Nation. Coming up, Nate Austin is back, Jen Hampson got some minutes, and where in the world is Taylor Sander this week? It's all in the Cougar Whip Around coming up next. Weren't you supposed to run 20 miles or something? Did you? Yes. Did you ever do that, uh, Brian? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Thanks, Mark Trumman. <laughs> you got to run your 20, dude. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Basketball. Nate Austin is back on the team after receiving his medical hardship waiver yesterday. Tyler Haas worked out with the Brooklyn Nets yesterday and is now waiting to hear his name called in the NBA draft next Thursday. Cougars in the association. Jen Hampson did hear her name in the WNBA draft last year. She played 20 minutes last night, scored three points, grabbed four boards. That was uh, Brian Logan's pickup numbers as well yesterday. That's right. And a 15-point loss to the Minnesota Lynx. Baseball. 
Jacob Bregman went three for five with a ninth inning double that knocked in two to tie the game for the A's double team, uh, the Midland Rockhounds. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sander is in Iran. Yes, hmm. with Team USA. He's missed the last three World League matches uh, in volleyball there due to injury. He could play, though, this weekend, Friday and set and Sunday in Iran. Football. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 80 days. Woo! we got to work on our pitch, but I think our rhythm is down, dude. The rhythm is good. I think the that's, rhythm is good. I, have a, I can sing, so... Uh, by uh <laughs> okay then stretch hashtag stretch four future guests <laughs> todd miller assistant men's golf coach will join us in studio as we talk about the u.s open a couple of cougars involved in that starting tomorrow he's the son of legendary uh player at byu and of course professional johnny miller uh and then of course fast friday with brian keel yep go hard, be, go fast. big b little b on friday it's gonna be great yeah he calls it the fast fast friday show i call it the big b little b show you can call it whatever you want man yeah i mean we, you, you specifically I, yeah i guess yeah because it's a takeover right it's mm-hmm. not really like yeah. a, it's not really a brian with the y takeover hey how do you think you should spell it with an i okay yeah cool today's rise and shouts brought to you by dexter and dexter helping you meet wolf dexterlaw.com it goes to jacob brugman he's putting in work as mentioned, three for five. Two R- uh, he had a two RBI double in the ninth to tie the game last night for the Oakland A's Double A affiliate Midland Rockhounds. Rockhounds, awesome. Our Twitter question: What will be the biggest difference in the BYU hoops front court this season? Let's go back to the Twitter machine. You got tweets at D Young nineteen ninety three. And Brian Logan is wrong again. Now wait. What? Now wait. D Young nineteen ninety three is your biggest Twitter fan, so I'm shocked at this. What? Need the post players to score to open up the outside game this season. Need them to score. Are you saying once? Are you saying like? Are you saying that in order for the outside players to score, like to score points, they need to the the post players need to score? I don't think you need that. It. It helps open up the outside if the inside helps. Op- That's traditionally okay. the way that you open up the outside, unless you screen a ton and run ball ball screens around the perimeter like BYU did. But then you, yeah. you're taking post scores out away from the bucket. But if you're a stretch four, you if can you're shoot a stretch it four there. and you can shoot you can shoot threes <laughs> left and right. Let's get to our elite tweet of the day. <laughs> it's not the Colbert Report. <laughs> At T Larson five lost some lanky dudes. Gain some lanky dudes. Return some great experience. <laughs> lanky lanky dudes, dudes. Lanky dudes for days. Hashtag BYU basketball. Hey, thanks to Nate Austin, Ashley Hatch, Jason Witt, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and uh, at BYU Sports Nation. The show is on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUsportsNation.com. For BLO, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Chris Miles. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern.